The date is the 25th of June, and you're listening to episode 6 of Beyond Bitcoin. This Hangout session was recorded about a month ago, and features Stephen Reed explaining his proposed consensus system, Cooperative Proof of Stake, to Dan Larimer and a group of involved listeners. Stephen's proposed re-engineering of Bitcoin into a supernode-based consensus system with a single nomadic mint aims to redirect mining profits into the Bitcoin ecosystem, while at the same time resolving concerns relating to mining, transaction scalability, and distribution of influence over the network. At the heart of Stephen's idea is a different philosophical approach, substituting cooperation for adversity when deciding which is the correct chain for nodes to support. Initially, this was all pretty hard to swallow, but recently I've begun to see mining as a growing ball and chain which not only threatens Bitcoin's future, but also serves to potentially ossify the mindset of cryptocurrency thinkers who may be at risk of accepting as robust a paradigm with only five years of testing. Proof of work is proven under historical conditions, but as we marvel at its simplicity and success, is our confidence becoming unjustifiably entrenched in a suboptimal system? Uh, I'd like to get started by reading the abstract of my paper. It's a, it's a long paragraph. I'm not sure everyone's read any provocative topics that you might want to drill down into. By way of background, I'm, I'm uh, 63 years old, and I've been uh, retired, early retired, some years. And uh, during my uh, employment, I was mainly in, involved in enterprise software, working for banks and large utilities and small companies. So I understand uh, commercial transaction processing uh, using the internet and so forth. Uh, the last uh, dozen years, I've, I've done AI uh, research. Uh, I was employed by Sitecor here in Austin for uh, six years, where I was uh, at one time in charge of their programmers. And in the last uh, a few six, seven years, I've been doing my own AI research, but that's been interrupted by an overwhelming con obsession with Bitcoin. And I think so. Here's my abstract Hard fork reconfiguration of the peer to peer Bitcoin network is described that substitutes tamper evident logs and proof of stake consensus for proof of work consensus. Block creation rewards and transaction fees are reallocated establish and staff a secure financial data network capable of handling the world's transactions sub-second response time. New system pays dividends to stake offering Bitcoin holders. In contrast to Satoshi Nakamoto's mesh network consisting of competing peers, this system uses an enterprise class network that is efficient, robust, and scalable consisting of cooperating peers. The network backbone nodes host trustless nomadic agents. Thousands of distributed full nodes are paid to replicate a singleton blockchain built upon every 10 minutes by a nomadic mint agent whose actions are verified by its peers. This arrangement enables immediate acknowledgement to an issuing node that its transaction has been accepted. Thus effort means that the subsidized transaction costs will be lower. Network reconfiguration enables the processing of numerous microtransactions. Distributed consensus is achieved when necessary with less than one-half arbitrarily faulty nodes. Important invariants of the Satoshi social contract between core developers and users are maintained. The reward schedule, the blockchain format, the fixed number of bitcoins, centralized trustless protocol are untouched. The system remains a global distributed database with additions to the database by the consent of the majority based upon a set of transparent rules they follow. 
that's the abstract. And depending on the audience, I can stress how similar this is to the existing Bitcoin system, or I can stress how different it is. And uh, when I've polled the audience in uh, uh, Reddit and uh, at uh, Bitcoin Talk Forum, there's a slight majority in favor of a change, and it, it doesn't really matter how much they know about the technicalities of it. They know that, that, that those who are opposed to me uh, think that why, why fix a system uh, that isn't really broken, uh, and those who are uh, in favor of it uh, look to the thermodynamic um, effort of, of mining, and they say, well, that's really, an uns in the long term, it's an unsustainable activity. Uh, what I will be doing is I'll talk about the nomadic int, the nomadic mint agent. The the primary difference between the uh, system that I'm describing and the current Bitcoin system is cooperation. And one can imagine uh, a set of people who, with a calculator, are told that they are the Bitcoin network, and uh, the, the the calculations of uh, creating the, the distributed, uh, or rather the the proof of work, are done by a manual calculator. And then you have these these people who are were furiously typing into their calculators, uh, racing to uh, complete a calculation that will enable them to collect the reward. And it doesn't take very long for one to imagine that the these people, given such a, a an onerous task, would figure out a way to cooperate and take turns creating the block with no effort. That's basically what I'm proposing for Bitcoin. That's the major difference in terms of my approach versus this uh, the Satoshi competing um, approach. And my approach works because I'm using tamper-evident logs, which were uh, sub, um, first suggested by Nick Sabo, but there's quite a bit of science uh, in uh, Byzantine fault tolerance about uh, different ways to achieve it. And uh, the Bitcoin method is, is a good way of achieving a Byzant uh, uh, success in, 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 in when you have Byzantine, which means arbitrarily faulty nodes. Uh, in the Bitcoin system, up to half, almost half the nodes uh, can be faulty, and then those with a superior hash power can converge on the on the correct on the correct uh, version of the blockchain, longest chain rule. In my system, the mint node is an agent; it moves around from from one super peer to another. And I can talk about the network configuration because I claim that a uh, uh, an enterprise class network can be built. Uh, using the, uh, the current rewards, which are amounting to about $1.9 million a day. It can be built using a, a several, you know, some of those days it can be built. Uh, it can be, we can build a super pair network that will host these, these nodes, the principle of which is the mint node. And, and the mint agent, which uh, is, to be more precise, can migrate its state from, from one uh, host to another. And uh, every host runs the same code. It's simply a thread inside that particular instance that says, oh, uh, at this moment, I am the mint. And the Mint would uh, receive transactions from the network, which is more hub-and-spoke than the mesh network that uh, Satoshi designed, more rational. There'd be redundancy in it. But the transaction from the end user would reach the Mint in uh, three hops. And it would be recorded along the way in a tamper-evident log by each node. The Mint would uh, gather together uh, transactions. It would uh, reject some according to the uh, so-called is standard function it's in the Bitcoin uh, code now and when the 10 minute mark is reached it creates the block and then uh, it, it communicates uh, to all the peers the 10,000 paid full nodes what the new what the new hash of that of that block is meanwhile these 10,000 
uh, full nodes are paid to replicate the work of the Mint. So what they have done is they have received each of the transactions as acknowledged by the Mint. Mint has a, a, a canonical timestamp on it. So each of the uh, replicating peers, the 10,000 of those, uh, can build the uh, block in parallel. And then uh, when the, uh, the block hash is, is, is broadcast, they, they say, oh, it's the right one. That's typically going to be the case, is that um, they're paid and the mint, the mint is paid. And the, um, they're going to have a high incentive to behave correctly, as is the current system. There's a high incentive to, to do the right thing. And then there's another agent, uh, and, and that's the beauty of a multi-agent system, is that you have separation of powers so that you want each, each agent to do the simplest thing that's easy to verify, uh, because that's the principle of how this works. And so I have another agent called the reward agent, and it, it takes the, uh, the now 25 uh, Bitcoin reward when you create the block, and it distributes it uh, according to an algorithm that has and that, and that the coders have agreed on and, and that the community as a whole has agreed on. And that, and that reward would be different than today's reward in a sense that today's reward is paid, is paid to the power companies and to, uh, to hardware companies to make special purpose mining equipment. I don't need to go into this because you know exactly how that all works. Mm -hmm. But the reward could be better purposed to, um, to motivate people to do the right thing for the network. I claim that it can handle all the world's transactions, including micropayments, if we just spend enough money at it. That's a solved problem how to build such a network. And the kind of network that would be, would be built would be a, a backbone network with um, maybe 100 high-performance peers. They still run the same Bitcoin code, but they're hosted in data centers. They, they, they're, they're, they, they run nonstop so that if there's a fault in one particular CPU, there's another CPU there. They take checkpoints. Uh, they automatically restart. Uh, they have uh, redundant communications to the uh, communication backbones. They're 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 co-located with uh, points of presence from carriers, and they're, they're 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 put around the world. And this this can be this can be done by um, by paying them to do to do it. And there's plenty of money to do that. And right. then then we have the ten thousand paid full nodes. Right now, the Bitcoin Bitcoin has got about seventy five hundred. Full nodes that are many are, are, are back level versions and many of them run on laptops that get shut down and so there's this issue about catching them back up when they when they rejoin the network a, a paid full node in my system would be you know 24 yeah, 24 by 7 you're, you're paid uh, handsomely I, I think we could pay them a thousand dollars a month easily to uh, to to get a, a dedicated uh, a business line uh, symmetric uh, broadband uh, to their home or if they want to keep it there, or better yet, a data center someplace around the world. And and there have I described several other agents uh, in the system. So what what I'd like to do is to make the the system resistant to attack. And the kind of attacks I'm thinking about would be government regulation, which says uh, uh, you can't you can't uh, mine Bitcoin or you can't process Bitcoin within our jurisdiction. Well, we we need to be able we need a way to be able easily to move these uh, these these processes outside of jurisdiction. Nomadic agents provide that ability. A second attack would be not an attack, but a fault would be a um, a, 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 a catastrophe of some kind, uh, uh, say a solar flare or something, which takes out part of the world's internet, and the system needs to be able to recover from that. And a enterprise networks already do this. So, for example, the Visa Net, which handles a great proportion of the world's credit card transactions, it only has two two primary data centers in the United States. And one backs up the other. I'm proposing 100 such data centers, not of the same scale necessarily, uh, because Bitcoin is so much simpler to process. It seems complicated uh, when you look at the code, but compared to an enterprise system like what Visa does, it, it, it's, it's quite simple. 
And so we can we can afford many more data centers that operate simply and, and to a great degree autonomously. And also I'm talking about a network operations center or an, or an agent that does network operations. Uh, this is not mentioned by Satoshi. It's basically the, the mesh network of today is, is ad hoc. It, 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 it's on its best effort and it, it can accommodate. You can have a laptop do it. You can have a, a tiny a tiny little arm chip actually could, could run part, part, of the, part of the system if you have enough bandwidth. But my system, these will be these will be hardened. They will be uh, you know the, the best that the best that money could buy, and because there's plenty of money to, to these things, I would have a, a couple hundred paid developers uh, from from using some days worth of uh, Bitcoin revenues. And and one must think also that the that the re the block reward in Bitcoin now is is a uh, it's increasing. Uh, it, the the price of Bitcoin is going up about ten times a year. On average, uh, and the transaction rate is only going up about triple every year. And there's a been proposed that there's a Metcalf law relationship between the two, that the value of Bitcoin is is related to the square of the number of users, or the number of transactions, or the number of addresses. That to me makes me think that that there's going to be plenty of reward in the future. At least for the next three years, we could see much much higher much higher rewards. And I would like to put this this cooperative proof of stake system on the table for the core developers in Bitcoin to look at uh, when the time comes that that we that we that the, the, the public and uh, lawmakers uh, see fit to say, well, wait a minute, there, there are other ways to do this that don't require uh, the building power plants or taking over some small town with um, data centers that because the, the power is cheap there. The single mint is the is the key idea. Uh, it, it It's it's hard for someone who's in the, you know, the world of Napster or a uh, Pure, you know, pure, pure, peer to peer to wrap their head around. Oh, why can we? Why can we centralize this thing? But the way it works is like Nick Zabel described. You have a uh, have a tamper evident log, and and that and what by tamper evident log, I mean let's let's start with a with, let's start with the log itself. The log itself is a a recorded. It's append only, uh, so there's no going back and changing it. But each entry on the log is a description of some action. So there's some state that the agent had. It might then that state might be abbreviated just with a with a hash code, but some state the agent has which gets logged, and then the inputs that the agent received that causes the action that gets logged. The operation name gets logged, which might be just the C function name, and then the the actions that resulted from the operation they get logged as well. So, for example, when a message when a message gets relayed, a, a payment transaction gets relayed through a node, there's no state, uh, so that's no problem. And then the the in my system, all the nodes are are, are identified by a uh, Bitcoin address, and so they can be authenticated. Uh, we know who the message came from. That gets logged. We know who the message is going to go to because of the rational connection, rational connectivity of the system I'm describing. And and we know the time it took place. And so an audit agent can review the respective logs of the parties and figure out, oh, you know, this node over here in Austin is is defective. Let's isolate it from the network. Because it's not relaying the, the transactions properly, and and that's part of network operations that Bitcoin doesn't address. There's there's aside from the alert system, there's really not much in the way of of knowing about the state of all these nodes, and it, it's difficult for for an outsider, particularly one from an enterprise financial background, to understand how all the world's transactions actions could be transactions could be could be operated by such a system in comparison to VisaNet or SwiftNet or, or one of the enterprise networks that, that currently handles transactions. In a network's operation center, they know exactly what the state of all, the, of all their processors are. 
and they can and they can manually reroute things. Now, my background is is it's recently is artificial intelligence, and so an agent-based system is naturally the way I would decompose things. There are many advantages to doing so. It, it's 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 tedious programming, and 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 most commercial systems don't use any kind of agent processing whatsoever. Uh, Unfortunately, the military cares about this, and and they 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 funded Psycor to do quite a bit of research that I was uh, a part of the civilians unclassified unclassified research. But for for decades, there's been work in 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 multi agent systems, and I'm just using some of the some of those good ideas, uh, international academics to uh, to propose a, a reengineering of the of the Bitcoin system coding process. Will I hope finish up near the end of the year? Uh, I, I, there's great deal. There's a great deal of the Bitcoin core system. I won't touch it all. It's it's basically the connectivity and who gets who gets to be a who gets to be a uh, a miner or a mentor. I like to say that I really like what you're trying to do. We're trying to solve similar problems, and be very interesting to discuss how what you're doing is different uh, or similar to what we are trying to do with delegated proof of stake. We're trying to do the same kind of thing of encouraging there to be many different nodes out there that are paid to provide high quality of service, high uptime, high performance, instantaneous validation of transactions. So when you eliminate mining, you're talking about just reallocating the rewards to other people. Uh, In this case, the transaction processors who are going to be running these enterprise class nodes. What we try to focus on when we build DAX is profitability. And so issuing new shares is, or coins as the case may be, is an expense from the perspective of the system. So do you think that you could operate entirely on transaction fees? I could, uh, ByteMaster, but I'm looking at the, the, the Bitcoin system. And uh, I, th- I think the technology that, that I'm developing will be deployed in all coins first. Uh, I've had an offer by uh, the Bitcoin developers, for example, that, that there might be some code that we can go on. And, and I'm operating off a fork, a hard fork of the, um, of the Bitcoin blockchain. So I'm, I'm dealing with that situation. And I, I think that situation, even with a halving of the reward schedule in Bitcoin every four years, I think that, um, that the, the phenomenal growth of the price of Bitcoin will, will lead to astounding amounts of, of reward available. And so I would take sort of the opposite point of view. I would say, well, look, how, how low can we get the transaction costs? And furthermore, I think we can pay for order flow. Uh, so now this is tricky to avoid abuse, but one can imagine paying Amazon to, uh, to, to accept Bitcoin. One can imagine paying uh, uh, the exchanges uh, to deal with, with my, my, my fork of the system. And and I see I see trans I see the transaction fees as as as, as going negative um, in a sense the the price growth is outpacing transaction growth by you know there's ten times growth in the price there's three times growth in the transactions now the price growth has to level off but it may level off at the same time that the the transaction growth does uh, in which case I I, I think that the the, the Additional amounts of currency that are produced as the blockchain reward will will continue to swamp the um, transaction fees. In any case, I, I think that you're uh, got a very good point here, and I think that for this particular audience, it's very uh, interesting to hear an alternative point of view because uh, what we've always been talking about is is profitability, 
But what you're talking about is investing in infrastructure with the mining rewards. By diluting Bitcoin shareholders, you can fund development and marketing arrangements and, and uh, trend, you know, paying Amazon to accept Bitcoin uh, is an example of uh, effectively a company paying to get their network to spread so you can grow the network effect. And I guess in theory, as long as you are producing more value through your dilution, it's just like reinvesting shareholder profits. Right. I think that's an interesting perspective. Right. And, and I, I, a comment is that uh, we're just hiding the transaction fees and monetary inflation. That's right. You're charged for holding bitcoins rather. You're charging for holding bitcoins rather than charged for moving it, and that's true. I'm just I'm just reflecting on the way the current system works. The prices are going up, even though the money is being being given to miners to buy single purpose equipment. the The benefit of bitcoin is so disruptive and so powerful. The the cryptocurrency phenomenon is so much better than 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 fiats, which appreciate, or the or the the terrible drag of the banking system. It, it it's 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 highly demanded. And uh, if, if I were arguing my position with Satoshi at the dawn of Bitcoin or while it was, you know, our paper versus his paper, then there'd be all these arguments. You know, we could we could we could have hypotheticals in some possible world. But but there is a world in which Bitcoin prices are going are going up very high. And I'm thinking, oh, what can we do with the what can we do with the, the fee? It, it's built. It's built. Uh the question is, what's the what's the final solution when there's a stability in price? Well, at that time, we're handling all the world's transactions. Uh, we're trying to do microtransactions. Most of the transactions will be between software agents, not necessarily agents that I've designed. But but the the idea of using uh, changes in value uh, to uh, influence the behavior of various kinds of software in the in, in the Internet of Things, it'll it'll lead to uh, messages between agents that have some kind of monetary value associated with them. It, it might be very small amounts. The question is how how cheaply can we handle such things? And 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 there's debate among the core developers. They think, oh, we'll we'll handle that with some off-chain system. But if we have this block reward uh, that is so large. Then why not use the vehicle of Bitcoin to fund all these other activities? And we could we could subsidize side chains, for example, with with the leftover money. There's so much of it, and and, it, and it's going to grow at, at at ten times a year, I think, for a while. And and so when it when the system levels off, I I see a world in which uh, and this might be this might be eight years off uh, when it levels off. It's hard to say. The the adoption of uh, financial technologies takes a while. And I don't know if I've answered the question directly, but but let me go to another one. Is an upgrade possible? Convincing miners it would better better to start a separate chain upgrade or migrate tactics discussed in the paper. No, I I didn't discuss in the paper. I just I just state flat out that it, it, there'll be a, a, a blockchain fork, and it's based on wide consensus. So the argument of, in the core developers now, particularly from one of the one of the guys who's local here, Endotoshi, he's a math guy over at UT, and uh, we've talked. The argument is, is they, I'd say a little bit of an echo chamber effect, but, but, and, and, and that's, that's too strong a word, but, but I'm trying to get across a certain meaning, is that they think that Satoshi has this mathematically genius way of solving this distributed consensus problem, and they don't really look outside, they're, they're not really thinking outside the box. What, what Satoshi did was he wanted something that would, that, um, they think that they think that he had some genius mathematic. Uh, 
Well, he does, and 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 I I I can I can defend Satoshi easily, but but for this purpose, and just a, 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 give me a, give me a little bit of of, of a leash to, to criticize him. Uh, that that what they what he was doing was he's looking at Napster as the model. He wasn't looking at VisaNet or SwiftNet as the model. He was looking at Napster, where anybody can take any computer and hook up to a network, and they can come and go. He devised a software system that could recover from all of this without any supervision, and that it operated in adversity with one another. And the longest chain rule is a good example of that. But if you took the Bitcoin specifications and you took them to a network engineer working for who knows who, who big company around the world and say, well, look, can you build a system that will do this? It would be... It would be centralized, but then you'd say, "Well, look, you know, it's got to be robust against failure. It's got to any simple data center. Every data center has got to be capable be capable of taking out. You, you've got to be able to, to recover it in detail from any possible fault." And you say, "Well, that's that's just software. We can do that." And that that's probably what I've done is I've tried to figure out a way to handle the Byzantine faults, and and what I mean by is arbitrarily faulty software, uh, and and so. I, I take cooperation as, as as a way to go, not 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 adversity. And with cooperation, you, then all the the big toolbox, enterprise toolbox, is now open to us, and it's just one layer of wonderfulness after another opens up when when money's not a problem. Uh, I, I would I would say that you've hit on something I've been trying to say for a while that the innovation of Bitcoin is not the peer to peer technology; it's the fact that you have transparent, auditable irreversible, cryptographically signed transactions. And, and, a, and a fixed currency limit uh, where it's electronic gold. And, and, and those are the selling points. That's what a user sees. Uh, and, and the system that, that I've described would give, because it's, you've got a central mint, uh, you have, I, I, I think, six hops to the mint and back. And, and the, in the Bitcoin processing, I've done, I've done customer service for, for banks and, and, and a variety of all the different bank systems I've worked on. And plus, customer service for a large utility where you have hundreds of relational tables, uh, com very complex things going on with a customer transaction. What Bitcoin does is so simple. It's, 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 just, it's just a journal. And the transactions are, 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 are done in a such a wonderfully simple way that high performance is simple. It, it, it's paralyzable uh, and in a highly robust way. Uh, and, and so I think that microtransactions and, and, a, and, a, and a, a, peer, a super peer to peer network, and what I mean by that is simply that certain peers have got to run in high performance data centers. And I don't mean old big computer. What I mean is that un uninterruptible power supply, you've got fire protection, you've got 24 by 7, the thing can never go down. And this is what the world's financial networks are running now. And, and we can afford to do that. It's just that in the current system, uh, as Satoshi designed it, there's no central organization whatsoever. The Bitcoin Foundation is, 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 is in a sense, sort of ad hoc. It's a, a bolted on. And the wrong people are paying for it. it when the so, system is, go ahead. So the question that always comes up is who's in control? And um, obviously, this is a system that can be entirely transparent. And you've got this mint that's moving from place to place. It's hard to shut down. Who decides who gets to be the mint and uh, that they're misbehaving? Right. So the tamper evident log provides a way for the peers to uh, to check on each other. And it's made the, the log I described uh, how it how it how the, the entries are. And I may be able to get this into the current Bitcoin system for the purposes of diagnosis. Uh, I don't think that's too controversial, if, if especially if we can turn down and off. Uh, 
I'd lay a messaging system on top of uh, on the Bitcoin network. So you'd have authenticated messages and I'd use the, stage, the standard agent to agent format uh, of the recipient, you know, the sender, you know, the date, you know, the, you've got some cookies handed back and forth through retained state in various sessions. So how does a person get, how does an entity get to be the mint? Well, first of all, you, 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 you segregate the nodes. And so you say out of, out of the 10,000 nodes or the 100,000 nodes that want to connect up, you give them a test, a fitness test. And there's a paper out that I reference in my, in my own white, white paper on, on how peers can, can grade themselves and form a gradient. And so you take the top 100 of those and you say, okay, you guys are, um, you guys are, are going to be the super peers. In reality, a, a, a system that's got a bunch of agents, can some of those agents can hire humans as contractors. And it's conceivable that we could hire a, one of the agents could hire a, a few of the worldwide uh, auditing firms. And have them actually do physical audits on the uh, on the super peers to make sure that they're geographically distributed and they are what they are. But meanwhile, you can do bandwidth tests on them. You can do CPU tests. Uh, I'm thinking about making a version of the Bitcoin uh, client that 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 does seg faults uh, intentionally. I listened to your talk last week and I thought, oh, seg faults. I, I need to have that. So I, I could do. I could have. It could test seg faults and see how long it takes to recover from them with uh, stated uh, checkpoint state. And so. Uh, you've got so the system knows of uh, by consensus it's it knows the the top 100 nodes and says okay you are the you're you're, you're at and there'd be an agent to do this a configuration agent the configuration would who that whose actions could be checked uh, all the inputs would be the, the utilities of the various agents and then the, the ranking of them would be a sort and that, that could be checked by its peers and so the configuration once the configuration agent runs once a week at a low point in transaction volume and it says okay we got these 50 peers and we're going to take turns being the mint it, it might be that the mint wants to follow the, the, the financial flow around the world so maybe it wants to be in san francisco and then tokyo and then shanghai okay, and so, so you, forth you've identified a way for a group of people or computers to uh, each person's got a different view, so they've all got a different perspective about the physical fitness. Now, there's also a uh, moral fitness uh, or a, a trust fitness, uh, if you will, for the nodes. Is you know, I, I'm pretty I, sure I'm pretty I, sure that if Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, and some other big players decided that they wanted to set up these nodes, they had the infrastructure and everything that you know. No, if I'm, First appearances, everything looks good, but no one, of course, would trust them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, sure, exactly. So I would expect, uh, and I expect they do now, I expect that the CIA and NSA are running Bitcoin full nodes now, uh, or the same with the Chinese and so forth. It would make sense for them to do that. Uh, so you have these, you have, how do you make the agents trustless? Well, you, 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 you make them verifiable. You make all their agents, all their activities have to be in a log. And that log is checked, and so I don't really care. I, I do care, but but for the purposes of hypothetical possible world, I don't really care what kind of code is in those things or how malicious they are. If they behave correctly, then then they're, then they are correct uh, manifestly. But it, but there's there's other steps we can take. There's a um, there's a technology that I wouldn't go to now, but but it's possible in, in the near future might be better. It's called the trusted platform modules that are in servers and laptops now. The reason that they're controversial is that it's proprietary code to an extent, and it's it's reputedly hacked. But the idea of trusted platform modules is is to sign to sign off, get get these one-way hash codes of each of each of the boot-up process to make sure that a given computer boots up in a certain order and has a certain software running. And what I would like to do is to make sure that only the Bitcoin client that's released by the system 
current version is running on any particular peer, and if, 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 you're, not, if you're not running the current version and that's it, then, then you don't get to connect to the network. And, 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 and who gets to decide what the current version is? Well, that, that'd be, there'd be an agent for that. That's, in other words, when, whenever you say who or what, and, and you're saying, well, is there some kind of trusted entity? Well, I say, well, there'd be some software agent to do that. Its code would be public. Its algorithms would be public, and its behavior would be verifiable by its peers. And, 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 that, and that, that's an easy sort of a waving hand way to do it, but, but it's, a, it's a method of software engineering uh, that, that, that I think is applicable to this. And, it, and well, it's, At some point, you have to have human value judgment. You can't have a software algorithm determine which version of the software to go to. So the software, in turn, oh, oh, have oh. to take inputs from users. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. For example, yeah, yeah. So the, 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 you have a, a software agent that's hiring the, uh, the developers, and, uh, it, it's the, and, and this is also a little bit science fiction because the f first releases wouldn't have this, but if you've got $1.9 million a day to spend, I know how much DARPA spent and what it got for the systems that it did. And, 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 and there's, there's going to be a lot of money to spend on this. So, so if, if, and, and, and you saw how software can, you know, jeopardy there, there, there's a, there's astounding amount of expert, uh, expert behavior that can be built into a given software system, but I'm proposing simple agents. And so for the purpose of defining the latest release, it, it could be the release that it's a certain, a certain website, for example, the current Bitcoin system trusts uh, a download URL. And that's where the current release is. And there'll be a, there's a the hash code to verify that, that you've got it. And then there could be more complicated uh, tests. It seems like a key economic difference between CPOS and DPOS is that CPOS distributes profits to the trusted parties at the top of the hierarchy to be reinvested in the company, while DPOS distributes profits mostly to the shareholders who can choose either to reinvest or sell off. Stephen and Bytemaster, does this sound accurate to both of you? I'd like to address that before I, I go, because I think that, yeah, it offers some lessons and some opportunities for us. Um, so the key thing is, and this is the nature of control, with delegated proof of stake, I can answer the control question very clearly. The shareholders select through the process of making their transactions who these trusted super nodes are and then the question is only how do we compensate them do we compensate them only with transaction fees or do we offer them stock options above and beyond the um the fees so you're kind of diluting the shareholders in order to encourage investment and growth uh in the so i think that there's something to be said for encouraging in our system the delegates or the super nodes to have a large income to justify competing against each other for the approval of the shareholders. Uh, we're called shareholders, the coin holders. Um, and that when you get that, you get this large amount of money. If you don't use it to invest in infrastructure and you don't cooperate with the other uh, delegates, who have been elected by the shareholders, then you're going to get voted out. And, and so we have a very clear process of making sure that the individual shareholders of the system, the users, retain control over who is getting these rewards. And it's not some arbitrary thing. Now, the users can be given guidance using this very similar process to what you're talking about of fitness metrics. You, you look at latency, bandwidth, um, uh, and other characteristics of these nodes 
as well as geographic location. So I think we're both trying to do the exact same thing. We reward them with, um, with fees and with whatever other shares we deem necessary. And we have distributed control. If we can encourage the delegates to hook up directly to each other, you can have very low latency between delegates. The delegates can then perform certifiable um, transactions. They can basically perform the role of a server for the lightweight clients. And if they lie, they can be fired immediately, lose their job, lose their revenue. Uh, so you have very high trust uh, system where no one's going to be able to cheat. So it seems like uh, we are converging on the same general idea. There should be some super nodes that are compensated well so that they can justify the investment in infrastructure and that because they have this trusted position, because they have something to lose and they can be cryptographically fired uh, if they cheat, uh, the entire system stays honest for everyone. Um, like to hear what your take is on that. Uh, but master, uh, yes, I I find it agreeable. I I am learning about your system as a result of these uh, sessions, and I think you're headed in the right direction. I I I, I believe that uh, uh, my thoughts are similar to yours in terms of uh, network infrastructure. And I would say that uh, in, con in 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 more detail on on the on the point of the moderator that the the reward distribution that I'm proposing is uh, is algorithmic, uh, but it needs to be needs to be tailored because the, um, the 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 full nodes in particular their costs I think a thousand dollars a month is a fair payment for running a full node uh, considering the the bandwidth costs and so forth. But the reward if the rewards go up ten times next year. And it's not. I think ten thousand dollars is overpayment, and we may we may get too many of such nodes. Or if we put a limit on such nodes, then then they will uh, there'll be an artificial market for them, uh, and 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 you know, rent seeking. And we don't want that either. So I, I'm I'm I would like I would if if my my ideas get traction in the Bitcoin community as a result of some system tests and uh, you know the utility of what I'm doing. Then I would expect a symposium or something held by. It could be held by the Bitcoin Forum, but there needs to be a meetup, you know, a, a public meetup about this time next year, uh, six months before the hard fork, to uh, to come up with a reward a, a reward policy that that people can live with, and then a, and then, a, then a, an annual readjustment of such a thing, given that the reward is so uh, it it's un, un, it grows at an almost unpredictably high rate. I, I think that's uh, a great. Summary, I think that we could, I was really excited to see that your uh, ideas are being talked about and considered in the Bitcoin community. I think it's a sign that you move in the right direction. And I look forward to uh, working with you in the future. And I think that combining your ideas with our ideas will likely result in the best possible system. Uh, right. A mechanism for that will be uh, contributions to the Bitcoin core, which, which uh, get sent out to various uh, various altcoins and other projects uh, the the pieces that i add will be uh, highly modularized for example the the agent uh, the messaging system will be completely separate the uh the idea of authenticated messages or tamper evident logs will be a separate piece that can go uh and these will be reusable pieces that that others can can route before it gets accepted into the bitcoin uh, instance but 
But I look forward to uh, uh, taking code that others have developed. I, in particular, I need a, a test harness. I need I need something to prove that ten thousand nodes are 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 very robust. I need to prove that the system I'm I'm coming up with is is tougher than the than the Satoshi system. They can recover faster uh, than the Satoshi system. Uh, that there's less uncertainty about what 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 the blockchain is about. And I, I need a, a a distributed test harness to do that. I know that they've given some money to a, a team in Barcelona to build such a thing, and I need to get in touch with them. Uh, to do that. Yeah, I think that there's ways we can cooperate with technology, but also just on the idea space. For example, um, you need to figure out how to price the rewards. Well, if uh, our BitUSD bid asset system works as we expect, you can have a market establish the price, uh, and then you'd have to manipulate the market to push the price high or low. Um, and that's sort of a way of reaching decentralized consensus on what the rewards should be the um uh, someone else asked the question what's the crucial difference between cpos and dpos and i would say that we are agreeing in principle i'd say the primary difference is how the delegates are selected and what they are paid uh, right I, I i i as i look into it uh it was an agent-based technology i would use the Proof of stake as sort of the last resort uh, consensus. So something's really gone wrong, and you need to 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 get some kind of consensus as to which part of the system to ban. And I would use I would use the proof of stake for that. But but I don't put it into the blockchain. I don't I don't uh, I don't need it for uh, you know the longest chain rule or anything like that. Yeah, the longest chain rule is really only uh, in the event that the network is split, and if all your robust um, super nodes in the collaborative proof of stake system are completely disconnected because of cables cut in the in the ocean. Uh, they're going to know they're disconnected, um, but they need to figure out some way of handling transactions uh, that occur on both sides, right. figuring out who has the majority. Right, right. So I'm I'm not even sure that's worth programming because it's it's a uh, it's a circumstance that could happen in the bitcoin world but in a in a if you've got a super node system and you've got network operation centers that are that 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 have got an, either intelligent agents or people watching over them they're going to rehearse this they're going to they're going to they're going to have system tests that say okay we just lost china or we just lost asia uh how do we fix this and 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 i don't think we need to worry about the system having these these complex rules uh you know that 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 are invasive into the how the whole system is designed in order to to handle these catastrophes uh, I, 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 we've done all kinds of enterprise stuff where we practice. Oh, what, what if we lose half the CPU? How do we how do we do our tonight's bills? And we just we just work through it in terms of procedures. Uh, so I, I, I'm not really worried about the split brain problem so much. But I will test it. I'll demonstrate that the system can handle it. But I don't think uh, it has to be invasive in, into the code. Uh, if, I, I think if the primary, It doesn't necessarily have to be in the code. Although having it in the code allows for rapid and automatic pre-approval of what the process should be. I think what the market is looking for with all of these systems is that there is a set of rules and procedures that are defined and that will be followed. And as long as they're followed, no one has any complaints. The problem we have with our current banking system is that the rules and procedures can be changed in arbitrary ways that hurt people for the benefit of others. And it's the arbitrary changes to the rules and the lack of transparency is the problem we have with our current system and why Bitcoin is so popular. 
And I think that as long as you have that, whether they're human manual procedures or software procedures, uh, the system works. The only thing that is left is how much transparency do you have if you rely on human procedures? How much opportunity is there for human error if you're relying on human procedures? And um, what's the performance? How quickly can the humans get it back on track versus an automated uh, solution? But I think overall, there's definitely going to be many different systems. I don't think there is just one network. Um, but I, I think that uh, you're doing great work, and I'd love to continue working with you. Uh, likewise. Yeah, I've got to go. I've Thank you guys very much for having me. Uh, I'll talk to you all later. Thanks for attending again, man, by Master. Um, as for Stephen, you had me as soon as you said separation of powers. Um, that to me tells me that you are working in a way to keep things decentralized as far as the power structures. And right, that right. I, I've had conversations with people saying, you know, is it possible to to put into the blockchain a constitution of sorts, you know, between different networks? Different networks are built to have different kinds of power, and they, you know, they all compete amongst each other to have that power and different things like that. Keeping to those tenets, um, I'm not a brilliant super mathematics genius like you gentlemen are yeah so i'll just i'll talk about the, the, the separation of powers first uh in agent-based programming what you do is you it's, it's it's all about how the system behaves and so what kind of behavior do we want the system to have and then for each behavior you you can decompose that and it's sort of like a functional based system where you can decompose a function into to, to more primitive functions an object-based system where you can de decompose objects into into to lesser objects agent-based system is, is, is asynchronous, there's messages going back and forth, uh, and there's conversations uh, back and forth between these agents. And so it becomes a powerful mechanism for de decomposing an, uh, complex behavior, in particular, in particular intelligent behavior, because what you can do is you can take something which seems like it takes a great deal of intelligence, but it can be broken down into a number of simple things. And so the separation of powers, what we do there is it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a form of trustworthiness. Uh, and I look at, you know, the United States government with its separation of powers and the executive, the legislative and, and the Supreme Court, it's less efficient than a kingdom. But it is uh, far more trustworthy in a, in a sense that you can get a failure in one piece and the other two pieces will, will compensate for it. And and so I use separation of power. Separation of powers is to create lots of simple agents. A critique a critique of my uh, paper is that oh look at all these complicated things. It's going to be impossible to test. But the tests are the same that you'd give. You'd want to give to Bitcoin. You'd you'd want you'd want a, a network running lots of nodes, and you want these Byzantine that is arbitrarily faulty things happening, and you'd want the system to do the right thing. And so that's the way to test it. And then you use code coverage tools to make sure that all your all your agents were exercised and all the exceptions were 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 dealt with. And then regarding the blockchain and so forth, I think that people need to open, keep their minds way open. It's a mind-expanding thing uh, to, yeah. to, to think about what's possible. Uh, it, we're starting, this, this, the way I start is I say, well, wait a minute. We've got 10% of the world's economy that's in the financial infrastructure right now, and that's a boat anchor drag on what this world could be doing. And when that's removed, what 
what would be possible uh, and what replaces it. Uh, for example, the Bitcoin is in, in uh, cryptocurrencies for many of them are deflationary. So that means that all of credit goes away. There's no more credit. How does human behavior change? What do we need when there's no credit? If, if you want to buy something, you just wait for it to get cheap enough to buy. Uh, and that's that sort of thing going on. And, and regarding the, the, the blockchains uh, and, and putting a constitution in the blockchain, I would leave the blockchain exactly as it is. It's a, it's a, there's a conservative principle among the developers, the core developers, don't change anything that works. And so I would leave the blockchain, the, the transaction format, all that stuff alone. You can add new things to the messages, but, but what goes in the blockchain, I would sort of leave alone. And there could be parallel databases, like I'm calling these tamper-evident logs. They'll end up bigger than the blockchain because they're more voluminous. But uh, they are, they're in parallel. I don't actually put that stuff into the blockchain, although they work the same way as a blockchain. They'll be hashed together in chains, and they'll be signed. And so I think of the constitution between these different entities. I look at it as an agent-based thing. Uh, I, I just would, would say that there are different agents, different, different uh, if you will, a DAC is a community of agents, if you will. Uh, the, the, the technologies that I lay out, uh, the, the message passing is, is something that any, any uh, distributed, uh, uh, is it autonomous or anonymous corporation? How's the, what's the A in DAC? Autonomous. Autonomous. All right. So there you're talking about agents. And so an agent-based system uh, of all different kinds is, is possible. And, and, and the agents that run on the super nodes can talk to agents running elsewhere. And the super node providers may, may, may choose and be paid to run agents that are necess not necessarily the agents that I'm describing. It might be agents that, 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 that have a, a commercial value or, a, or some other nonprofit value to be there. Uh, and I, I've been thinking about artificial intelligence for a long time, how to build it. And uh, we don't need for, this, for the Bitcoin system to talk to us yet. But uh, down the road, I'd like to be able to have a conversation with it in the way that Turing, the sort of the Turing test uh, and my expertise over many years uh, has been in uh, conversational dialogue systems. Bitcoin doesn't need that now. But I would see the network operation centers maybe being a way to do that. I would say, like, where, where's my transaction? Where's, what's that node doing? And be able to talk to it in English and get an answer back. Uh, that's sort of where I would go after, after these, first, <laughs> these first problems are solved. It is a mind-expanding thing. Um, for sure. Uh, DeLulo asks, um, though, apart from pol political decisions, uh, with respect to the um, system and the technology, what he sa sees is um, the importance of covering the weak points of D-Posts and C-Posts. Well, I'm not... As you see them. Right. I don't, I don't know so much what the weak point... The weak point of your system is that it's a system from scratch. And the strength of my system is that it's 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 the least modification that I can make to Bitcoin Core, and 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 my revenue stream, if I succeed, is assured, and and your revenue stream, uh, if uh, you succeed, is 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 uh, more in doubt. That that would I, I look at it from a business standpoint. What what the what the what the relative things are. I, I, it, I I've heard others say, and oh, uh, you know, Bitcoin. Might be superseded by other coins that that are more innovative, uh, but I know from my my watching what's going on with I've subscribed to the the various forums and I'm I'm watching changes and pull requests uh, messages from core developers over the last few weeks. I'm getting a flavor for how they do it, and I've worked in enterprises where we did such things in house, and I can see that. Uh, 
that I'm, I think I'm on the right track by trying to modify Bitcoin as it is and make the smallest changes to accomplish things. And then laying out a technology platform that can be built upon in, in, a, in a much easier way than the current system can be built upon. I mean, uh, the sidechain technology is uh, is important, but it, it's it's not really out yet as to what it can do. But if we have agents that are running, you know, financial agents that are running on Bitcoin, Bitcoin system that can interact with other agents uh, doing things uh, in DAX, uh, where people are in a, in a hierarchical system or a distributed system of some sort, some of the agents are are highly automated, others represent people. Uh, and, and I see this as a, uh, and it, it, this is coming out of some military thinking of a few years ago, uh, how they could do a command structure with people in the loop, and it's 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 export technology, uh, and the trustless nature of 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 why why how how you can trust an agent uh, by observing it. These sorts of things were thought about for for weapon systems, and I'm I'm no I'm anti I'm actually anti-military, <laughs> but I've been employed uh, by uh, indirectly by DARPA for for seven years and uh, worked on projects that were. I worked on a project called Total Information Awareness that was uh, that was discredited, but it turned out to be exactly what the NSA put into place that Snowden, Snowden revealed that he's a hero to, in my regard. These ideas about distributed agents and so forth have been explored uh, under uh, under under conditions of life and death uh, in the military. They they've thought about it, and and I think they're workable and they're they're widely applicable uh, and in the in the commercial and the real world for for much greater good than they were the first envisioned by. Um, I'd like to ask another question. So, my basic assumption about every system is that there, that no system is perfect, and that every system ha system has a weak point. So, Stephen, what would you say is the weak point of your system, and what would be the weak point of the depot system? If you well, well, to the basic, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'll pass on the on the weak points of depots because I'm not I'm not in a position to, to criticize it beyond the simple-minded stuff of of the business model. Weak points in my system are are is is the adoption of it. it. It's a it's a big change to a system in which the powers against me are are vast in power. They 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 they're they're entrenched and they don't want to change. For example, the chief scientist of uh, Bitcoin Foundation, Gavin, has stated that he doesn't care about mining. That that, that when asked, he gets asked this frequently at conferences now about proof of stake. And he says, well, in, in the future, it'll be transactions that finance everything. The block reward will drop fast enough where, where th this, this issue won't be important. But he, he's not really paying attention to the price history of Bitcoin. Uh, and I do. I'm, I, I'm an investor in Bitcoin, and I, I, I care about the price history. And I've modeled it on, on the Bitcoin Talk Forum. And uh, it, it's, it's been going up 10 times a year, and we're, we're hardly getting started. In terms of uh, adoption of cryptocurrencies, we're just we're 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 down. We're a thousand times less. We're six, one six thousandth of the volume of, of a Visa, for example. And, and so I, I'd say the weaknesses of my approach are, are trying to get it adopted by 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 the core developers. And then technically, what the weaknesses are is that unlike an enterprise system, it's scattered. It it's 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 it it it, it is. Um, in order to to adhere to the Satoshi contract, the, the Satoshi social contract. It's got to consist of these trustless entities, and um, a, a rational way to do it would be like one enterprise owns the whole thing. They own every physical location where the servers are, and they they hire all the people who touch those servers, and they can they can use all the professional tools in place uh, to to make those things happen. And so the weaknesses of my system, I think, are the weaknesses that Bitcoin itself has brought along from the legacy, you know, Napster world. Where you don't have control necessarily, you don't have physical control or hiring control 
over the, the people running the nodes. Uh, and because of that, there's a, a greater amount of faults that take place uh, than otherwise would be the case. And and the, the spending the money, for example, if I were to say, well, Amazon, I'll give you $20 million if you'll start taking Bitcoin, which is you know 10 days worth of <laughs> revenues from the mining reward. Uh, there's no real mechanism to do that. We, there's no marketing budget. There's not. There's not a necess, There's not a clear channel for doing that. And and so I'd say that the the the, the, the another problem that, that I may have is scalability in terms of when peers check each other's logs. There is a um, as long as the number of connections between peers is small, and each peer checks only a dozen or so peers around it, or checks them randomly at at suitable intervals. There's not a problem, but if every peer is checking every other peer, then we get a end. You know, we get a we get an order of complexity related to the square of the of the number of peers and the square of the number of messages and so forth. Uh, and 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 it's a, it becomes it becomes a very uh, scalable big issue. But my my strength as a software engineer, and I appreciate the comment about me being a math scientist or whatever. I'm not, and uh, I I have a degree in applied mathematics from a university, but it's only because they put the computer science department there, and all my math courses were not so hot. But I, but I am a fair fair software engineer, and and from that standpoint, scalability and tuning systems that's what I really like to do. And so I think that when it comes down to testing this and scaling it out. I'm a good profiler, and I think I can. I think I can make this thing scale. I really do. I've got a lot of. I've a lot of confidence there. Okay, so um, so you were saying that um, core developers like um, yeah, yeah, Gavin Andreessen, and they uh, reject proposals like yours because um, I didn't really get the um, get the reasoning he puts forward, and because I mean, a oh, system yeah, like yeah, yours or yeah, yeah, a yeah, system yeah, so. like a proof of stake system would just make it more efficient, uh, efficient, with, without um, lowering the security if it works. Right, so, right. So what, what what Gavin does, if you look at his recent talks, like he gave one at MIT where this came up. Uh, the first question to him, in fact, I think, was about proof of stake, and he doesn't answer the question directly. Uh, and and the, the talk on the Bitcoin forums is 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 first they're scientists that is the 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 eggheads if you will uh, in in that group they believe that the Satoshi approach is mathematically optimal and they believe that proof of stake or any other approach fails to solve the distributed consensus problem that Bitcoin proof of work uniquely solves and. Because Gavin has got, he's not really a, a math or crypto scientist, and so he just takes their uh, assertions, uh, his peer assertions, uh, as, as as the starting point, and he doesn't really try to get in those arguments. He sort of just says, well, look, you know, the mining reward's going to go away, so it, what's the big deal? Uh, and I, I, I have two criticisms for both those points. First, on, on the math point, is that the scientists or the the, the the, the math people inside the Bitcoin coin group are not really looking at the science, the academic work on Byzantine fault tolerance, which started even before Satoshi or Nick Sabo were were uh, talking about it. And there is quite a, butter, a lot of academic articles on Byzantine fault tolerance and how to how to handle it. And the, the chief case is that it's relatively inefficient. But if you have one third or fewer faulty nodes, then then you can you, there's a way to have liveliness and what they call linearization, uh, which is correctness. 
but with the, if you have a tested if you have tested if you have remote attestation of a tamper evident log then you can provide replicas of uh, of a central server which i'm doing and i was meant as a central server it's nomadic but it's for the moment it's central and i've got 10,000 replicants of that being built in simultaneously uh, the science of this according to the academic art article that i cite is that fit, uh, something less if you have 50 percent or more a little over 50 percent of uh true correct nodes then then you then you can then you can continue but and 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 they they they'll look at the science uh i, I brought it to their attention uh, greg maxwell in that group is has been the appointed one to uh to explore sort of new things and if greg likes it then then gavin i think will will start to listen to it but what I'd like, the way I'm trying to handle it politically is to have a solution in place that code speaks for itself uh, in a sense that if I've got a system that can robustly handle seg faults and, and all kinds of malicious things and, it, and it's got a, a system test and I can run Bitcoin, the, the, you know, the released version of Bitcoin on the same system and show that it doesn't do as well in terms of recovery time, uh, then, I, then I think I can convince them. But uh, it'll be a it'll be a slow pull for the next six well the next twelve months until until that happens. I'd say those are the those are the weaknesses: scalability, uh, and because I'm confident that the, the the agent thing will work. But there'll be the the um, the 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 complexity of having these different agents. Each one opens a possible attack vector, and as um, I put these things into code, people are going to say, "Well, what happens if the, the there's no configuration agent?" What happens if the configuration agent lies uh, and, and the system gets misconfigured? Well, I'll have to have a test case for that. And I'll have to show that, oh, there's a way to recover. Okay, I, I get that. And and so, I mean, uh, I get the idea that you have the agents um, and they are all open source, you know, and um, this way um, everyone can approve um, whether it's um, trustable or not. But where do the agents run? Like, yeah, they, are they uh, also um, can everybody run an agent or yes, just yes, run yes. on one machine? Right, right. So the agent is a thread. Uh, each agent is a th one, or, one or multiple threads in the Bitcoin uh, software instance, and every software instance will have the ability to run one of these agents. But in most of the ten thousand full nodes, they'll be turned off. The only agent that they'll run is a is a relay agent that that relays uh, transactions upstream to the mint and downstream acknowledgments back to the issuer and they'll also have an agent that that builds the uh, blockchain in, in in replica of what the mint is doing and so the, the agents will will know each node will know what what version of the agent they're running because i'll have a configuration node that puts out a schedule once a week says each each each, each agent is a, each node is identified by a, a bitcoin address and it'll have an associated ip address and there'll be redundant ways to get to those. So if 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 they lose one broadband connection, there'll be a backup to try to get to them. Okay, backups. That that answered my question. Thanks. Um. So another question I have, and I have to admit that I only read half of your paper. I liked it. Um. So the question would be, it, I I'm sure the question is not answerable um easily, uh, and it's a it's a very general question. But um, the DPoS approach is roughly and it's re, um, relatively simple um and they are just um w there's just one instance of super nodes right 
And with your um, approach, you have um, all kinds of nodes. You have the super nodes, you have the mint, you have the, um, you name it, right? Um, what is the, what makes it necessary that you have um, so many um, different um, instances of, of nodes? What is the structural necessity for that if you can if you can answer that way yeah, yes i can yes i can answer it easily and um, i'm sorry the paper's not more clear but but there's two different views of this and, and the first is a network infrastructure view and the second is a multi-agent view as i get used as i get more accustomed to giving this presentation i'll, I'll try to be more clear the network view is is is, is simple it, it's a super peer system so when peer-to-peer -peer came out the the mesh the mesh networks were criticized for poor performance uh, and academic research came up with this idea of a super peer system so each you would you would you identify a small number of, of these peers and they would have they'd be highly connected to each other and they'd have superior capabilities the ability to take perhaps thousands of incoming connections and they they form a ring or a a a, a system in which each each of these super peers I'm talking about physical computers with network connections now. These, each of these super peers would be well connected with each other, and, and they each would each would be a hub out to spokes, and the spokes would be the clients. And in our case, those would be full nodes, and then beyond the full nodes would be the SPV nodes, the, the things running on your Android phone. And so that's the hardware system. The software system are these multi-agents, and so they. I I I. I I propose that they're nomadic and, and having movable software agents is a, is a solved problem. Software stays in place. It's only the state that gets passed from one node to another. When, 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 a, when the mint closes in Shanghai and opens up in, in um, Frankfurt, it just transmits its current state, which in the case of the mint, it's not very much. It's just where I am at in the blockchain and, and it would, and, and then, then another one, it would restart at the, at the new location. And I propose at least, I've probably got half a dozen or a dozen, dozen agents. There'll be many more because each problem that comes up rather than make it, it each new behavior that needs to happen, it's, 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 it might be better to create a new agent to perform that behavior than it would be to, 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 to make more complex the behavior of an existing agent. And, yeah. And agents are allowed to uh, be sub subordinate to each other. So an agent can process a message on behalf of another agent and respond. Uh, and so you can have hierarchies of agents and you can decompose behavior in the same way that you do it within a functional programming or an object programming language. Okay, so um, what are you implying is it, um, so is the following true? Um, because you don't have a system like in the depot system where the shareholders um, select the trusted um, um, delegates or the trusted nodes, um, you have to have um, different instances of agents that um, bring in the trust and those have to have different functions and their, uh, their functionality is separated, So, um, which adds um, which divides their power and therefore adds, um, makes the whole system more trustable. So is that a, um, a comprehensive, uh, is that a um, correct um, su summary? Yes. Correct. So. Okay, and the other question is, or the, the other thing I would assume is, um, you have um, the super nodes and you have the full nodes, right? And and the uh, the is it true that the only reason um, there's a separation between those two is that 
it scales more this way if you separate yes, yes. yes exactly okay. so we have a system today's bitcoin is just full nodes and and there are some distinguished full nodes that that run at mining pools or ex at exchanges or at payment processors that that are the that are the most important nodes by by virtue of the transactions that flow through them but they're not under otherwise distinguished in the hardware infrastructure and so a super pure network simply rationalizes that 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 responsibility and and creates more of them than than there currently are so i say we need we need at least 100 and i would suppose that that the number of nodes currently in the, in the mining pools that create all the the, the, the blocks for current blocks for current bitcoin there might be only a dozen of those maybe half a dozen in the payment processors and exchanges that are really important so i would i'd have more nodes and they'd be worldwide distributed and they put them on uh I'd, I'd, I'd make sure the infrastructure was was at least as good as what what visa and uh, swiftnet use and when i say swiftnet i mean the the wire transfers that happen between banks great okay cool um I have to say that um, I have to go as well, um, but what I want to say is um, um, my perception is that um, the BitChess community um, greatly appreciates your input and um, we are very, very open to um, um, what you're doing and um, we are very thankful that you are sharing this, uh, sh sharing this with us. This is very important to me. This is the the work of a lifetime uh, from from a person who's who's had a long and uh, happy career in different things. This is the most important thing that I've ever done, and it's a great honor. To in in fact, it's 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 scary the ambition of of what we're trying to do uh, to, to 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 disrupt the world's financial systems and and beyond. Uh, uh, and, and and I can make a case that. That, and, and Satoshi himself laid this open. He said, well, look, if somebody else comes up with a, a more appealing software, the miners will adopt it. Well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm taking the miners out of the system. One of Gavin's objections to proof of work at the very beginning that was that's been written down has been that you know, it's just a way for the rich to get richer. And, and that, that strikes the heart sort of, of what I was, my initial approach. I had, I had, a, I had a, a post on, a provocative post on the Bitcoin Talk Forum uh, back in April, just as so I was exploring these ideas. I said, well, look, 10% annual Bitcoin dividends can be ours. Download software to support this change, or would you download software to fight this change? The vote was 44 in favor and, and 40 against. And so... Right there, I knew that that there would be possible to take over the blockchain, and but it would be very divisive. There were there were um, very contentious uh, posts, bitter that I would think about disturbing or changing something that worked. And people have billions, you know, collectively billions of dollars in the current system. And if the hostile takeover takes place, well, certainly the market cap would take a, take a dive for at least a little while while the issue was in play. So. That's that's that was one approach, and and that's an approach that that my ego sort of said, oh, we'll just take it over. No, because we're we're right, and 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 but I could be wrong, <laughs> and I could be destroying Bitcoin trying to save it. So a better approach is to listen to what everybody is saying and try to incorporate their objections as system tests that the system has to prove that it's better than the current system. And then I can just wait because uh, that if I've got a working alternative, of, say proof of stake, or or getting rid of somehow of the effort of mining, proof of work, I'll just wait for the the legislatures around the world to realize that hey, we don't have to spend all this electricity. I mean, if we have legis we have got laws here in the United States that say that we have to use a certain kind of a light bulb, 
uh, then we can have laws that say, well, look, you know, if you're going to if you're going to have a cryptocurrency, it's got to be created a certain way. And there's a treaty actually that many nations have signed. Uh, there's an energy treaty that that the many nations have signed that says that they will encourage respectively in their jurisdictions energy efficiency. And so there's already a framework in place to, to ban Bitcoin worldwide, and it can be done by by the by the energy the energy part of our legislatures. And I can imagine that 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 Gavin would get hauled into a, a, a you know a Senate panel or a congressional panel and asked to explain why Bitcoin is is proof of work when it could be proof of stake and oh look at all these other altcoins that seem to be doing very well you know what what why so I, I'm the approach I'm taking is 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 to to listen to the developers and try to be a team player uh, I've been part of big organizations different ones and also small startups and consulting and so forth and and I, I can be a team player. I can I can sing in a choir and blend my voice, uh, so to speak. It's it's not so um, much a proof of stake solution as it's something else than the proof of work. In uh, in my solution, as I look at it, I look at it more and more. It's the, the proof of stake actually is not so much important. It's the idea of cooperation rather than competition among these the entities that make up the network. You can find related links, which include the white paper in the notes. Thanks to Stephen for taking the time, Dan too, the BitShares and Beyond Bitcoin communities for their involvement, CSIS for the music, the Department of Conservation for the recording of the Wicker, and all the other people who helped make this happen.